it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host. I am joined by Penny Rich, our senior Speaker of the House election debacle. <laughs> My goodness. Um, Penny Rich, uh, Happy New Year. Let's Happy start, New Year. start yeah. with the important thing, right? Happy New Year. We got through 2022. God knows how. And um, we were just we were just talking about you know we're recording on Wednesday evening and we're we're watching uh, getting prepared for uh, vote number seven seven to demonstrate that Kevin McCarthy will never be Speaker of the House. I just want to say and then I'll I'll never mention this again. I told you so. Did right. I, no, did, you did. You I, did. I mean, and I am. It's very obvious that I am far from alone in uh, feeling like I knew this was gonna happen because, um, you know, Penny was just, I'm laughing because Penny was just eating some nuts before, oh, yeah. we, <laughs> before we got started. And, um, you know, these people are nuts. They are nuts. I, I mean, they, this they, is just a bunch of uh, cuckoo birds on display up, up there in good old DC. Right, they're showing their true red color. But like you know, we got to think about this. So this is this is a cause and effect of the last administration, Donald Trump. He is the one that brought this uh, all about, and uh, this this uh, group of uh, what you call nuts or crazy people. Um, it, it, they're not there to govern. They're there to stir the pot to see how much they could push the limits. And this is just you know quite embarrassing. I don't know, Gene, how you feel, but I, I'm embarrassed for them. I, I feel like they're just, um, you know, they're. Th this is not a popular position. This is not how America should run. So, well, I'll tell yeah. you what. Um, I'm going to have a tiny amount of disagreement with you. All right. Really, not very much. Not very much. Um, you know, this is a pimple, and Donald Trump um, brought it to a head, but he oh, yeah. sure didn't start it. I mean, I'm, I know you're not suggesting that. No, I, this, I totally this, agree. This, this caucus and this approach to government um, goes back to 2006, maybe. Maybe earlier, um, yeah. Maybe yeah. a little earlier than yeah. that, um, when the Tea Party got going. Mm -hmm. um, and and their, their attitude was um, that they were going to uh, what they were going to do within the government was disrupt. And and they've been doing that since. Now, what the GOP has done and what Kevin McCarthy is the absolute gold standard, most shining example of this <laughs> is they thought they could manage it. Right. They right. thought. He, you know, he thought, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to work with them on this. I'm going to give them this. I'm going to give them that. Now here he comes after years and years of those transactions and trying to work with people who are uh, completely without um, a rudder. They, okay. There is nothing that is telling them we're going to go in this direction because because it's good for the GOP, because it's good for the working families in this country, um, because it's good for my career. Even that, they they are um, uh, on a self-destructive track. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they do not care about 
uh, if, if, if they could shut down the entire federal government right now, they would love it. Well, they're kind of doing that, right? Because you can't run Congress without a speaker. And, and so, so, right. so they're, yeah. they're in a very happy place right now right. by subjecting the House of Representatives to uh, six failed votes for speaker as the Democrats are all, you know, lined up unified. Um, you know, I'm sure that there are plenty of disagreements about this and that within the Democratic Party. Right. But the Democrats, I, I feel, get nowhere near enough credit even up to this moment for the fact that all of their leadership, they were they were voted out of the majority. All of their leadership you probably came to Nancy Pelosi's office for tea and biscuits. And and Nancy said, it's time. Right. It's time right. for all of us to step out of leadership, let the next generation come through. We have some great, great talent in our party, and they're ready. And they are. And we're yeah. still here. We're available to them. That's right. That's good, Gene, that you just brought that. I'm glad you just said that because the, the mentorship that goes on exactly. with the Nancy Pelosi, that's not happening right now in the Republican Party. Oh my, there is oh no my one. They, There's they no just, one that's mentoring they, them. They have none of this. They have none of this. And of course, God forbid they would take any advice from anybody on the other side of the Capitol. You know, the, there there is so much contempt between uh, by members of the House, on, especially on the GOP side, for senators. They they just they would rather walk over hot coals than than walk over there. Right and take advice from anyone over there. Um, and so today, today represented for uh, the crazy 21 who are blocking the election of anybody as speaker, today was their nightmare. Here's, here's President Biden and Mitch McConnell and uh, a nice happy 50-50 mix of representatives from uh, Ohio and Kentucky. Um, at at this big, you know, unveiling of here's what that great big infrastructure bill brought you, Kentucky and Ohio, at this bridge that is, you know, like the centerpiece of the economy of both states. Right. And here are the elected officials, governors, and and uh, folks from uh, from the Senate, all all happy, shaking hands, cooperating, and saying, yeah, we that's right, we passed that bill. We passed it on a bipartisan basis, and now it's going to rebuild this bridge that's more than 10 years, probably more than 20, uh, past its useful life, and we're going to rebuild it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great for these two states, great for the nation. Something like some, some percent, measurable percent of the GDP travels over that bridge every day. Right. It's, it's that vital an artery in in the in the uh, infrastructure of the uh, uh, central United States and and the Northeast Corridor, it's it's that important. And yet, and right after he came into office, by the way, Donald Trump mm -hmm. said, "Hey, that bridge, terrible. We got to fix that." I'm a guy who knows about building things, mm -hmm. and we're going to fix it. Yeah, yeah and he didn't do anything. It. He didn't do well, anything. That's right, and 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 caused uh, so much 
so much angst right now. I mean, it's just horrible. And I have to say, you know, Donald Trump is still doing this. We don't see him on Twitter and all that. He has his own little social uh, media there. But he's still lighting that match and like throwing it on that throwing it on to this group of people to let them know that they're they are responsible for making sure that again like saying disruption or breaking it down or you know just raising the the worst kind of uh uh, politicians that we've ever seen i mean they just they're just horrible they're not politicians let's put it that way they're they're you know they're soldiers (laughs) for um you know uh, donald trump's war that's exactly right I think they're not you're right. Politicians. They're not politicians. I think you're right. This has been going on for quite some time. You know, I, I listen to a lot of political podcasts about history and and mm-hmm. and you know how this is make, making its way around. Uh, but but we've never seen anything like this actually. I mean, you know, you talk about this a hundred years ago. There was a problem, but we've never actually seen a party like this that is so. They are so it's such in uh, disarray right now. Um, they again I just want to say it's embarrassing because there are other countries that are watching us and we look foolish and it's not the Democrats it, it's just you know in general we look like a foolish nation right now well I'm you know I, again you know you you know I love Penny I love me some Penny Rich but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm really going to disagree with you about that it's going to be an amazing moment of disagreement between Gene and Penny to kick off the new year <laughs> I know you can't wait to hear it. You're going to hear Duh. it right after this break. You're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. And I'm going to tell Penny why, you know, why? I think she's wrong about this. Okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be Let's great. See. Let's go. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and here's the big disagreement. Penny, Penny, you just said that you find this uh, episode the last couple of days, six failed votes. Six. Uh, six to uh, probably seven by the time we go to bed tonight um, to elect a speaker. And you're saying, you know, you're embarrassed for kind of for the country. You know, the world is watching this. That part is absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. Now, I do not dispute that the 20 or 21 who are voting against Kevin McCarthy, that this is a form of attack yeah. on our, our democratic process and, and that they they voted within their caucus, which is they have rules. The, each party has their own rules for how they elect their leadership. And McCarthy won that vote. And within the rules of their caucus, it's supposed to be that he goes forward he gets elected and that they whip the vote and they they might know that they they have a couple of people who want to vote for Jim Jordan. God help us all. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> yeah. um, or they want to vote for Matt Gates or some other fairly extreme person, but that it won't be enough votes to derail the speaker vote. And they get to put that in the record. They get to, by the way, by nominating that person, they get to make a little speech about why that person is so much better and all of that stuff that we've seen. But that when it comes down to the vote, that the, that uh, there would be only a couple of votes for that person and that the majority would elect the speaker. This is what's happened for the last hundred years. The, the, uh, all of that is worked out between election day and t- and today and and when right. the new congress comes in and what's happened here is that mccarthy 
demonstrated, as we've discussed repeatedly, um, he just didn't have, he doesn't have the skills to make this happen. And he, and he doesn't have anything to offer uh, the terrorists. Uh, let's, let's just call them that. Right. The, kid, the kidnappers. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he can't give them their ransom. I know this because they've given him a list. We want these 10 things. Right. And he goes through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, you can have everything. And their answer is no. <laughs> We're still not gonna vote We're for still you. Still not gonna vote so for you. Yeah. This is why you shouldn't negotiate with terrorists. Know, the, the terrorists. But right. because their objective is simply to disrupt and to prove that they can take down Kevin McCarthy, this establishment figure. Um, and, and so on and so forth. Now, why do I disagree with you about embarrassment and, and yeah. about, well, I mean, about this being negative for the country, for, um, for how we appear to the world. Here's, here's what I think. <clears throat> I think it makes us look like we're a country once again with two parties. Um, and, uh, you know, is there, there's there's a something of an argument that maybe we should have three or four parties, by the way, um, but that we're we're haggling this out in public. We're having an argument, right. and we're having it under the rules of the House of Representatives. In the in the caucus, you have to win your caucus by half plus one. That's some number. In uh, the, then you go to the House of Representatives to elect the Speaker, and the Speaker is a position that is elected by the full House, doesn't have to be a member of the House, um, and it has to be half of the House of Representatives sitting members plus one, majority plus one. Um, that's 218 votes, and Hakeem Jeffries has secured every Democratic vote. 212 through six ballots, which they get to remind everybody of each time they nominate yeah, him. Now he's the top vote getter. And we get to see that on the screen, right? That he has repeatedly gotten the most votes in the speaker's race. This is, this is a good thing for him. Um, so we know that when uh, Hakeem Jeffries speaks, he speaks on behalf of a unified caucus. The problem that Kevin McCarthy has, and he's had this problem since the day after Election Day, is that he has, uh, he is the lead Republican uh, of a, an ungovernable caucus. Um, this is, this makes herding cats look really easy and manageable. Yeah. It's not yeah. just that he can't do it. Nobody can do it. Right. It's going to be very difficult. So, I mean, I, again, I don't I don't want to say I feel bad for McCarthy at all. But if he if he got into this position, uh, I mean, his hands are full. It's ne they're, they're not only do they stop at negotiating with the Democrats, they're never going to be able to no negotiate issues in their own party. But then again, the Republican Party really doesn't stand on policy. It stands on attacks right. and breaking they, down. They don't have anything left, of, they, especially right. in the House, especially in the yeah. House. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, I mean, whoever runs it, whether it becomes Kevin or, uh, you know, we, we're hearing uh, Jim Jordan and Scalise and, you know, all these names, um, it, it's just not going to be a very cohesive party. And, it, you know, 
down the road, it's going to show. I mean, they're going to lose another election. They're going to use lose a twenty four election again because they're looking. And I know it's two years away. Stop, Penny. Stop. Oh no, predictions. it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a minute away. <laughs> but I mean, they lost three elections so far. Of yeah. What they were supposed to do, and, and well, you know, here comes a fourth, and, and you know, and, this is not helping them. And here's even better. So let's say, just for a second, let's set this fantasy in motion. Sure. That. Uh, uh, that McCarthy makes a deal and he gets elected speaker. Um, he won't be speaker for a year. He'll be voted out by the 4th of July. Right. Uh, one of the things that he's conceded. He did concede. Is, yep. Is, yep. is the call to vacate. The, That's the, right. The, uh, the, the, the basis for doing that now is down to, you know, it used to be very high. Um, I, he's, he's conceded that he would allow it to be five votes the the terrorists uh they want it to be one vote they want one any vote. member to be able to uh make a motion and have it voted on i mean right. yeah, anybody can make a motion but <clears throat> they want to be able to have it voted on to vacate the chair and throw out the speaker so you can be sure after seeing what they've done here that the minute uh kevin mccarthy was to you know be seen walking too closely in the hallway with Hakeem Jeffries or having lunch with him, they right. would, they would call to vacate immediately and they would throw, they would throw the house into exactly this chaos again. Oh, of um, course I will. So yeah. it's, it's, it, it is uh, very ungovernable. Now I think. Uh oh, here we go. Once, once Kevin wraps his head around the fact that he's, and he can't do this on his own. That's the first thing he has to realize. Right. Uh, I think like many of us think that he can't do it at all. But <clears throat> what he could do is he could be the transactional person that, I, that we've all known and observed him to be. And he can go to Hakeem Jeffries and say, I need 10 Democrats. What do you want? What can Ooh. I do? What do you want? And Hakeem Jeffries can say, "Oh well, um, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you twenty. But um, here's what the first bill is going to be in the new Congress: the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, mm -hmm. and this, and this, and this committees, and yeah, and yeah. list and list what those things are. Oh, and um, we'll have committee chairs in." these right. committees yep. and we'll have uh co-equal oversight committees um in particular any committee that would come to bring impeachment um action now that's mm -hmm. jim jordan's committee and that would be a problem for kevin of course right so all of this would be a problem with kevin so you know, um, Hakeem can deliver things on behalf of his caucus. That's right. And, 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 and he learned that, though, again, from Nancy Pelosi. I, yeah. I want to tell you, Nancy Pelosi never walked into uh, on the floor not yeah. knowing what her vote was. Right. I mean, that that right. is a true politician. You have to know how to count. And obviously, Kevin has no clear way of understanding I, well you know he probably did know how this 
the vote was going to go at least the first time. First one, but not the second, yeah. third. I understand that the, the that the joke on the Republican side, by the way, is that they told their families yesterday, you know, because the families can come on the floor, which is only rarely allowed um, for pictures and for the swearing in and everything. And they said, they said, well, wear your second best outfit. <laughs> yeah. Thinking right. that they would get it done probably today, but you know, here we are and they haven't gotten it done yet, but I'll tell you what we've gotten done. We're halfway through That's the weekend sad. water cooler oh and we're going to take another quick break. And then Penny and I are probably going to talk a little bit about sports. I have a feeling. Ooh. Oh Ooh. man. First of all, uh, about Carolina yeah. not winning that bowl game. Oh, I'm oh goodness! I'm oh. Almost over it. I don't even know if we have to talk about it. it might be, might be too soon. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna come back in just a minute. You're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Okay, I'm back with Penny Rich, my um, and for the second half of our program, our senior sports correspondent. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, can I just have a moment to say, you know. Thank you and sigh uh, to the uh, Tar Heels football team. Oh. Gosh, a, a tough end to a tough season. Um, I really thought they were going to win that game. Me too. I mean, they were they were ahead <laughs> and they were looking good. They really did look good. I mean, no no question about it. And then it started falling apart. Oh, I mean. Man. Man. Dean, it's so hard to be a Tar Heel fan sometimes. It really is. I, I'm not saying that I'm ever going to not be, but it's just, it's just heartbreaking sometimes. It's testing. It's yeah. you know, it is, it is, uh, it is familiar territory for the Red Sox fan in me. Mm -hmm. Um, that you know, year after year, all of the years that I growing up and. You know, until what, 2000, oh, now I'm going to embarrass myself, 2004, when the Sox finally, finally won the World Series. But all of that time in my life, it's always been, you know, it's like being a Cubs fan or something and just saying, right. well, look, I mean, it's obviously not about only about winning for us because we never do. <laughs> we never <laughs> finally get there. Um, but, you know, I... I have observed about uh, Mac Brown that I felt like uh, watching him for a lot of this season, uh, less so the last few games, but uh, that he seemed like a very happy guy, uh, happy in what he was doing, uh, enjoying coaching again, and enjoying being back in Chapel Hill. Um, I think he feels like he's where he belongs, and uh, and and I hope. Look, I hope. If, if uh, Carolina has uh, a bunch more years like we had this year, I'm okay with that. I, I'm not I'm not an all-or-nothing sports fan. Oh, totally agree. I yeah. find the game entertaining, even if <clears throat> we lose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't bet my lunch money on the game because no. uh, I can't afford to lose my lunch money. I mean, I really spend a lot of money on lunch, so. <laughs> So, so that's where I am. But I did want to ask you, Penny, um, your thoughts about what happened on Monday night with um, with Damon yeah. Hamlin, yeah. Uh, who you know obviously um, was the center of all discussion uh, in sports and news for a day or two, and it's it's kind of still on the front page in in most regards when when he you know 
was involved in a play in the first quarter of he's a plays for the Buffalo bills. He plays safety. He's a defensive back and he tackled the guy with the ball. They both fell to the ground. He got up and in about took a, took a step, two steps yeah, and then fell flat over right, flat right. on his back right. in cardiac arrest and was, um, was attended to quite immediately. Thankfully. Um, and was uh, resuscitated on the field. On the field, yes. As we have learned. Uh, and is now in, you know, in the ICU, the, the uh, cardiac ICU at, at a, uh, I, I assume a great hospital in Cincinnati. It's a level one trauma center. I'm sure he's, on, I'm sure he's, uh, you know, in great hands. Right. And so um, I think that that all went, but you know, then, then we saw something we have never seen in American football. This is exactly the point when I turned the game on. I was watching something else. Oh. The channel. Yeah. And, here, and here's what I saw. I said, oh, I'm going to, you know, that's right. The Bills are playing. The Bills are playing the Bengals. And so um, I'm going to put the game on. And I turned on the game. And what I saw was an ambulance slowly creeping away from a circle of players on their knees in the middle of the field, right. cameras on them, sobbing, sobbing. Right. Right. And I thought, oh my God, their coach has dropped dead or something. You know, what's happened? Right, um, right. And, and of course they replayed this quite a number of times because unlike watching Joe Theismann's uh, broken oh. leg injury or- Lawrence Taylor did that. Injury of the Louisville player in the basketball um, game with Duke where oh, his, his leg broke in the most horrible way. Right. Um, this but this and, tackle didn't look that bad, right? I mean, you've seen yeah, so it, many more it, tackles that were- Unremarkable. Are, it looked yeah, really unremarkable. It really did. So I was watching the game and I saw the tackle and I, I was like, oh, you know, good tackle. And he gets up. I mean, they hit each other hard, too. I'm not saying that they didn't, but um, we've seen so many uh, other tackles that are just awful. Just awful. This oh, yeah. Awful. You know, guys landing squarely on their heads and you're going, oh, yeah. man. Gonna, How are they going to stand up? They're going to be paralyzed. Yeah. And the it's Miami like, quarterback and all of these concussions, that that is just right. Scary, right. scary. But stuff. when you think about like, you know, the players, I mean, the, the commentary after was the commentary was not good. ESPN should have just stopped it right then because they were just doing all this. Um, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't think about what to say because there was nothing to right. say. Right. Uh, you know, and they started talking about other people, you know, like Daryl Stingley and uh, uh, Nick Bonaconti's son, Mark Bonaconti, who, you know, took it yeah. to the neck and wound up in a wheelchair uh, quadriplegic. Right. But um, you, you know, it, it was just the way that this it happened, I think, showed us that the players really care about each other. But the NFL, when they said, OK, you're going to have five minutes to warm up and we're going to get back to playing the game. The coaches weren't having it. Both sides. The coaches were just right. not having it. And right. so that's why that's why, you know, they they took 10 minutes to get him into the ambulance, which was a very long time. I was texting with my sister. I, I'm sure. Like, I, yeah, it felt like forever. I'm sure. 10 minutes is a really long time, but they, they did right. bring him back. They got him in the ambulance. And then there was all this kind of discussion. It was like, what are we discussing? You got to call the game off. I mean, right. you had, like you said, you had grown men on the sidelines, just literally crying. Uncontrollably. Sobbing. I mean, sobbing. You, yeah. yeah. Sobbing. You got you to gotta call the game off. It's just it, for to keep it going that long was just ridiculous. Well, yeah. so so here was my thing, and in, in watching this unfold, um, I, I first of all, uh, when when 
the uh, as I say, I tuned into this as they as the ambulance was driving off. So I've seen this replayed, but I said, oh, okay. Well, they're saying that they were performing CPR on him immediately, and and I said, okay. Well, seeing what happened, how the how this uh, interaction with him and the other player, and when he collapsed, I said, okay. Well, that's a cardiac arrest. That's right. what that is. I mean, right. I know what that is. Um, the, uh, the thing that I think is, is what set this apart so much is that uh, watching CPR in reality is not like watching CPR on TV. It is not. When, when you see it on Grey's Anatomy and all these medical right. shows, you know, you see somebody going like this and they're sort of very gently... CPR, when it's done correctly and saving someone's life, is a very violent thing to it's watch. Very violent. It's and very will violent. commonly break the rib cage of the patient. And in fact, when you're, I'm sure you're probably certified in CPR as I am. I am, yeah. And they tell you, you, you need to have in mind that you're kind of trying to break those ribs. Right. Because if you do that, the ribs will heal, but you have to exert that much force to force. force a heart to pump right is what you're trying to do right, See, right. seeing a person subject to that who a minute ago was lined up you know to prevent a first down and now right. someone is just committing this vile this real violence um on their body to save his life and not to mention the defibrillation which is also right pretty tough to watch it is pretty tough to watch it yeah um, and and suddenly you know what the, the, the players shocking. did a good thing uh, you know, it's, sorry, yeah. for the, sorry for the electrical fun. joke yeah. but it's extremely shocking it is it is and and they, the players blocked most of that out as you saw which was right. good that, right because they were like you know no no so yeah the player, but they had the to players, watch it they had to watch it but i think the players took control and the coaches took control and that right. that just shows you know not not only like a, a team and we're loyal to each other but right. we're, the other team was was in there also it just shows that the nfl man all they, all they cared about was the money and the advertisers at that well point. you know honestly I I, honestly here's here's how i took it in was that yeah the game was stopped the game's going to have to be rescheduled this was never really on the table because there's there's this one thing. You have to have the players to have the game. Right. Players didn't need to have a discussion about this. They left. They were not available for work. No. They you went know? they went to the they went to the locker room. We knew they were never coming back out of that. No, they room. could not continue after that. No. No. And um I don't think the fans in that who were in the stadium were probably up for it either. Right. Um I, I just think that seeing a thing like that is not what you came out to the to the uh, stadium for you come out as a family event to see a game and uh, people can have their discussions about the suitability of, of football as a sport but yeah. um uh this was um extremely uh, i think extremely traumatic for those players and how they responded was an utterly human and admirable thing and Absolutely. and they just said well and you know the nfl as an organization they're they're so removed from that. I can't, I can't, uh, I'm not ready to attribute greed to them for expecting the game to go on because players have been taken off the field with terrible, terrible injuries and the games have continued. They, I think they've only ever stopped one game because of yeah. 
but this guy literally died on the field. I mean, yeah. they, they had to bring him back to life. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I, I just think this was a little bit of a different kind of injury. Now, it's not that, that it's, it's happened before where athletes get hit and their heartbeat stops and that's they die, right. right. That's and right. We know a couple of basketball players that had happened to. And so you don't know, you know, you don't know that's right. going to happen to you until it happens, which is unfortunate, right? Because athletes could live, you know, up until you know, like their kids, 30s and boom. Kids, right? in, kids in Little League. Yeah. Pitchers have gotten hit in the chest and this exact same phenomenon right. uh, has, has unfortunately, because they, they haven't had AEDs at the, the defibrillator at the field, um, right. but, but, right. but they've died, you know, right. kids, 10, 12 year old boys. Right. Um, right. I looked this up for my column this week. The, the uh, condition is called commotio cord cordis, which yeah. is the, yeah. uh, electrical malfunction in the heart that happens right. when you're hit when you have a, uh, um, a, a, a chest tra uh, trauma, trauma to the chest, a massive trauma to the chest. Uh, there was a lacrosse player last year who this happened to uh, got, you know, the, look, the, the ball for lacrosse is, is harder Hard. than baseball. Yeah. He got hit with it in the chest. He took about three steps and went planted right on the, right on the turf, right on his face. Fortunately, his coach um, suspected that that's what this was ran out there with a defibrillator. They resuscitated him, took him to the hospital. He's fine. Right. He's fine. Right. No long-term yeah. damage because it's it's like a short circuit. It to is, your heart. right. It's so, like getting you know, an electrical shock. That's kind of what it is. It's a- Yeah. Are, are you a little disappointed that we're not getting um, updates though? Because we, we at the beginning, we heard so much about it, but now it's- to well, the point, well, you I'll know. tell you, I'll tell you, Penny, we're out of time for this segment, but we're going to talk about that when we come back and I'm going- I'm going to answer that wonderful question of yours. Um, yes, I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back with our closing moments with Penny Rich. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and we're here. We're here on our own little uh, sideline discussion about uh, a game that I I think probably it's fair to say that through high school and college, neither of us played. No, I uh, played many a, a flag football game in my backyard uh, with my uh, yeah. brother and his friends. But um, and I, you know, listen, uh, we love football. They're, you're not going to stop us. We nope. love it. I like it a lot. I love uh, it. Yeah. I heard a lot of uh, earth shattering discussion about uh, the, you know, the game and about players taking their life in their hands to go play the game and. And and all of this stuff and oh, oh my God, should we, what what should they do to make this make it safe so this can never never happen again? Listen, the, it is so unlikely um, that a person in a football game could take a hit like this and get hit in the chest in exactly the right spot at exactly the right moment in the cycle right. of the heartbeat uh, to cause this to happen. This is not the kind of thing that you. Uh, reinvent equipment standards around you just don't it's like you know do you put a stop sign at an intersection out in the middle of nowhere because at one time in 50 years there was an accident there the answer is no you don't um and you know by the way if you hate me for this and want to uh send me uh angry tweets it's at gene bolduck on twitter <laughs> and it's um and and i'm on facebook so have at it i i'm just I, I, this is just my, my, my dad was a life actuary. This was kind of a, kind of a thing that he drilled into us 
when you'd see, because across your lifetime, you're going to see acts, terrible accidents like this happen. I just give one example, going to a baseball game and having a kid uh, pitching and the batter bats and he takes the pitch right in the chest. And uh, children, children have little league players have died from such things. And it's because if that happens in exactly the right location and exactly the right moment in the cycle of the heartbeat, you can cause a cardiac arrest. Right. But here's right. the thing. You can also um, bring the child or the person back with an automatic electronic defibrillator, an AED. And so, and these are very, very easy to use by design. Within the package of the defibrillator, it has uh, pictograms to show you how to use it, where to place the pads on the body. And before the defibrillator will shock the heart, it will first test and tell you if this is needed, if the heart is not either quivering or in arrest, right. uh, then it won't shock the patient. Um, AEDs are not, you know, it's not a Band-Aid. It's not going to be in a first aid kit. But if your kid, if you're worried about your kid playing lacrosse, uh, baseball, softball, anything where there might be a hard ball involved, um, like a, or anything hard like a, like a football helmet to hit your kid in the chest and cause this problem. Just make sure that when they sign up for sports that there's an AED that right. travels with the team so that if a freak accident like this happens, um, they can uh, take action quickly and uh, revive the patient. Um, it's, it, you can't prevent every bizarro uh, freakish thing that could yeah. possibly happen from happening. You can manage risk in your life. When your kid rides a bicycle, you make sure they have elbow pads and knee pads and a helmet. The helmet is more important than the elbows and the knees, frankly. That's right. Yeah. yeah um, save your head. Yeah. Don't let no, your no, kids I... run up and down the stairs. That's dangerous. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, I agree with you. This is, this is such a, a, a teaching moment for everybody. And, and that's why I, that, that's why I asked you that question in, in the beginning, why is it disappointing? And, and you know, you just express it, it, it in so many ways, but uh, you know, everybody was sort of like just focused on this and like just glued to the TV. Right. Like what happened? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all, we all had a hard time going, I don't know about you, but I had a hard time going to sleep that night. Cause yeah. I was like, wow, this guy is 24 years old. My kids are 25 and 27. I'm like right. thinking to myself, his mother, his family, him, you know, it just, yeah. I, yeah, can't, and he, I can't imagine. He's, he's got a little brother. I mean, he, it was a picture of his little brother. It, just, it's just devastating. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a teaching moment though, that, of exactly for why you said, but also, you know, let's talk about what, what had happened here. I mean, they're not saying it yet, but we know that he, he took a hit and he's one in 100,000. Um, it doesn't happen that often that right. just couldn't take that kind of hit at that split second because that's what stopped his heartbat. And right. you know, wh right. why it's not? Just why not talk about it? Blunt force trauma in his chest, um, and it has to hit the heart exactly at the moment um, right. in in that electrical activity in the heart, and it disrupts the electrical signal in the heart. Right. Um, you know, he, we're human beings. 
we're um, we're more fragile than we'd like to think. Uh, more than 800 Americans are killed, uh, die every day. I wouldn't say are killed, but die every day from falling down, Penny. Oh, falling in the bathtub, slipping yeah. on the uh, on icy steps. Yeah, uh, slipping on the on the walk in front of your house in Hitting in all head. of these winter mm. uh, storms and and uh, cold locations up north, um, people slipping on the ice and 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 hitting their heads. You know, you might remember about a year ago now, Bob Saget, you know, went out and did a show shortly after New Year's and um, went back to his hotel, and and apparently, um, they don't know for sure, but. It, it would certainly seem that he just fell down, hit his head, thought it wasn't very serious, went to bed right. and never woke up. Falling right. down and hitting your head is a very serious right. occurrence. And uh, players getting concussions, that's a really good reason, a really good cause of concern. That's got to be handled better by the league. There's a lot more they can do about that. Um, this Miami player, uh, the quarterback, I think, for Miami um, has had too many concussions right this year um we you know they can they can do better every sport has some st you and i have been watching sports in this community for long enough long long time players and in games and in basketball games little innocent little basketball players horribly injured um but you know at, you 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 learn and you move on you don't just and you don't just right. end or disrupt the, the the game for all eternity. So I think that I think that the league, in agreement with the players, not all the players in the league, just the players from Cincinnati and Buffalo, because they were the guys who were traumatized. They were there. Yeah. When can they reschedule that game? And I'll just say this: I think that the hospital should find a way to be giving updates. To the community about what uh, what's going yeah. on with this patient, they don't have to. Dis there's ways of discussing this without getting into his private information. Um, I wish that they'd be doing that, if only to prevent to allow people in the media who are talking about it to have a universe of fact about right. his condition um, right. to to talk about and to and frankly to um, to discourage his uncle from giving briefings about things he doesn't understand that well. Yeah. Yeah, not good, not good. Yeah, and and uh, you know we, we talked about media before and, and how um, a lot of social media has taken over the 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 narrative. Um, so it's not only right. his uncle; the social media is also doing that, which is unfortunate right. because there's a lot of folks that that's where they get their news from, and it's just yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's and not there's you know, there's the cuckoo birds who want to say things about whether or not he had a vaccine. And, oh my goodness! And, and I and let me just wrap up by telling you this. I think he drank milk when he was a kid, but I, I'm pretty sure it didn't cause this to happen. That's right. So, so there's that. <laughs> there's so we'll, that. <laughs> we'll end on that happy note, because especially because Penny has tickets to the game tonight. Ooh, I'm jealous. Go Heels. And, and next go time heels. I'm going with her. I, you know, I, yeah, yeah, next time. You know, this will, this will air on um, on the weekend, so we'll we'll know who will have won the game by, by then. But um, this is always a good rivalry between Wake Forest and, and the Heels. Uh, you know, oh, that'll be fun. A long time. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope you run into Kay Singer at the game. She's always oh, at the Wake Forest games. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh so listen uh you have a you have a, a great a great time at the game and uh and folks you know 
if you're going out, please mask up. I mean, in certain situations, you just Still. really should. Yeah. And, uh, you know, enjoy yourself, stay happy, stay healthy, hydrate, and uh, and and wear a helmet. Wear a helmet on your bike, okay? That's, right. yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's if the law. going out, you know, be safe. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.